Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation so we can grow in our relationship with God. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. So, we're going to look at fullness today, not in the way that we may still feel from a few days ago, but in a different way. We're going to look at fullness in a way that as believers, as Christians, as children of God, how He fills us up with so many things. And that is the reason why we're thankful. The scriptures that I, the scripture that I just read in the skit show that fullness is measured in how God desires to influence our lives. Do we allow the peace of God to rule in our hearts? Do we allow Him to take up residence in our lives? Do we allow God to be sovereign? And that's what having the peace of God rule in our hearts means. It means He's number one above all things. Or do we let the things of this world, or we, do we bend to the, to the whims and the circumstances that come into our lives and sort of put God down somewhere uh, in another rung in our, in our priorities? I know... Every Thanksgiving, a lot of us sort of look back, you know, at the previous year and, and sort of give an account to ourselves maybe of how thankful we are and how many things we're grateful for. And some families even have traditions where they sort of write down something that they're thankful for and pass it around the table. And I, I think that's okay. I don't, I don't have, we don't have that tradition necessarily in our house. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think what happens sometimes, and this is why I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of, of holidays, is because we tend to sort of focus on those things at certain times of the year and, and sort of forget about them a lot at different times of the year. Um, they don't become part of who we are, you know. They, they become part maybe for a, for a week or two and then sort of they fade away. Our attitudes, our thoughts, our, even our behavior sometimes, uh, you know, isn't, it's not part of our personality all year round. Now, the Bible gives us reasons to be thankful all the time. And I think that's what we need to look, look at as Christians. As we look back at this time and are thankful for all of the things that we have, Maybe we should get an attitude in our minds that we have this thankfulness all the time. And that at the, the title of today's message is An Attitude of Gratitude. And I think that's just what God expects from us. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We may change those verses to read, Rejoice when things are going really well. Pray when you really need something. 
and give thanks when all of your circumstances are positive. But that's not what the Bible says. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks when? In everything. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. So Paul is saying here in these verses, this is more than just an occasional burst of gratitude, like a once a year thing where we give thanks for everything. This is more of a way of life. Paul's saying this is the attitude that we need to have all the time. Something that naturally flows out of our hearts. So when should we be thankful? Whenever. Whenever we sense God's hand upon us. And that could be at any time. It could be that we, you know, we're concerned and we're worried about something. Maybe it's a, a, a doctor's report and, and we get a good report at the doctor and we, we sense God's comfort and peace in that. We need to be thankful for that. Or God's direction at a difficult crossroad in our life where we don't know what to do and we seek Him for, for direction and He gives direction and we sense Him working in our lives. Could be a time when we look, just look back and see how much we have, how thankful we are. God's will for us is that we be grateful in all things. In Ezra chapter 3, when they were beginning to rebuild the, the temple, the account here is that as they started to see the temple being rebuilt, the people rejoiced. It says, and they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever toward Israel. Then all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. So when do we praise God? When do we give Him thanks? We give Him thanks when we understand and appreciate that we can gather together and we can freely worship Him. And we have a place that God has given to us that we can gather and we can, and we can encourage one another and that we can go out then to the world from here and make a difference. You know, we're doing a lot of renovations around here and all of those things, you know, I thought back to Ezra when they were rebuilding the temple when, I, when you know, we see things that are half painted or, or half done and, and we see the renovations going on and we understand that we're doing it for a reason that will make things more comfortable and uh, more uplifting for everybody here. So we give thanks to that. In Psalm 30, verse 4, it says, Sing praise to the Lord, you saints of His, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holy name. When we remember the things that God has done for us, we give Him thanks. Give thanks at the remembrance of His name. His name is synonymous with His character. His character is full of grace and full of mercy. So whenever we we recall His grace and mercy, we should be thankful. And that can be at any time. It doesn't have to be just at certain times of the year. How many times we look back and we see God's hand and remember what He's done in our lives. Psalm 75 verse 1 says, 
to the chief musician set to do not destroy a psalm of Asaph, a song. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks for your wondrous works declare that your name is near. So the psalmist here mentioning again the Lord's name, but here we see something along with that. We see confirmation that God is working in his life. His wondrous works show that he's near to us. How awesome it is to know that the God of the universe, the creator of all things, is near to us. Boy, is that something to give thanks for. Working in, in our lives. We hear awesome testimonies all the time of how God is working in people's lives. And we need to give thanks for that. Psalm 118 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Thank the Lord for His goodness. Thank the Lord for His goodness, but sometimes His goodness is not exactly how we might see it. You know, God is good all the time, but our circumstances are not good all of the time. Amen? We look at our circumstances sometimes. We don't see them through God's eyes. We see them through our own eyes. And sometimes we don't understand that God is working through those things. His mercy endures forever. In Lamentations 3, 22 to 23, it says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We rejoice and are thankful in the fact that God's mercies are new every day. It's like a, a fresh start for the day ahead. His mercies are new each morning. His compassion toward us is fresh each day. So whatever happened yesterday, whatever those circumstances were yesterday, God gives us sort of a clean slate, a fresh start. He loads us up. He fills us up with grace and mercy each and every day. And I love that idea because each and every day I sin. And each and every day I need His grace. I need His mercy. That mercy restores us back into fellowship with Him. We need that every day, and he, he does that for us. And we may be able to thank God when we get the, that job promotion or we get that good report at the doctor or when an answer to prayer comes that we've been seeking Him for for a long time. But can we be thankful when the diagno diagnosis is not that favorable? Can we be thankful when we're waiting for that answer? Can we be thankful when someone else got that promotion that we were expecting to get? That's a good question, huh? And because God is good all the time, every circumstance and situation is part of His awesome plan for each of us. See, He doesn't make a mistake or sort of turn away when we go through difficulties. He's there. He's there through it all. How do I know? The Scripture tells us. 
It tells us that throughout the, the scriptures from the Old Testament to the New Testament, in Daniel, Daniel, young man, they're brought into uh, a foreign place, really not able to worship the Lord the way he's used to. And this decree came down from the king. And if we read in, in chapter 6, verses 7 through 10, check out how Daniel the prophet approached this situation of being thankful in all things. In verse, six, in, in verse 7, it says, All the governors of the kingdom, the administrators and satraps, the counselors and advisors, have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which does not alter. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. Now watch Daniel's response. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was, was signed, he went home and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and what? Gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. I love the sort of the chronology of this whole thing. You know, they were trying to trap Daniel and send him to his death. So they established this decree, this law, that says if any man goes before or seeks any god or man for 30 days, let him be cast into the den of lions. And as the decree was being signed, Daniel went and continued with his worship of the Lord. In the midst of that, think about that. If you knew that that was all coming against you, would you still be able to give thanks? Daniel didn't alter his routine just because it put his life at risk. Are we able to pray and give thanks to God during really difficult times? And I think that's what our attitude of gratitude needs to be about because our life is not all smooth sailing. We go through difficulties. And are those the times where we stop giving God thanks? I pray, I pray not. I pray we sort of have a little different way of looking at it. Job, we all know the story of Job. You know how, how he was afflicted in, in so many ways. You know, remember God, God actually gave Satan permission to sort of afflict Job. It was a little bit of a test. And in, one, in, in chapter 1, verses 21 and 22, it says, And Job said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. 
Now check out that attitude. Check out that attitude. Everything, really, literally everything was taken away from him. He lost his family. He lost his home. He lost his livelihood. He was afflicted physically. And he did not charge God. See, it's sin when we blame God. It says here, in all this, Job did not sin nor charge God. It's, it's sin when we blame God for the difficulties that we're going through in a way that, sort of, that we were bitter towards Him instead of being thankful. Job knew that anything that he had came from God and it was God's will to give it or take it away from him. Job was able to recognize God's sovereignty over his life and he didn't blame God for the trial that he was going through. Part of the reason that we can do that, to make application here, is because we know that God desires a, a personal, loving relationship with us. And it's not based on our goodness. It's not based on our holiness. It's totally based on God's character. So it would be beneficial to us to know His character more, to understand who He is. Because in those difficult times, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. And for those things, we need to be thankful. Psalm 79, 13 says, So we, your people and sheep of your pasture, will give you thanks forever. We will show forth your praise to all generations. So that relationship, the sheep of his pasture, his care over us, that intimacy, we, we, show, we give thanks for that. And then we thank God because it's preparation for heaven. In Revelation 7, verse 11 through 12 says, All the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures and fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor and power and might. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Thanksgiving. Around the throne of God, the subject in heaven is thanksgiving. So for us to be fully prepared for eternity, we need to be giving thanks here. You don't want to get there and not know the, line, your, the lines of your script, right? Thanksgiving in all things. The Bible also tells us we give thanks for our food. And I, Jesus was really the greatest example of that. In verses uh, 11 and 23 in John 6, it says, Jesus took the loaves when he had given thanks and distributed them to the disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise the fish as much as they wanted. So he gave thanks over the food. Verse 23, it says that uh, the other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread and the Lord had given thanks. The Lord had given thanks. Do you, do you thank the Lord at your meals? And sometimes that can be, it, you can get into a sort of a routine on that. 
But I think just remembering to do it is important. We thank the Lord for wisdom. Daniel 2.23 says, I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and now have made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. So Daniel here thanks the Lord for wisdom. He, he received a word of wisdom from God, giving the interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar's dream. How many times do we seek the Lord for wisdom? And he gives us a word of wisdom that we cannot get anywhere else because he knows all things. He sees the end from the beginning. So God can give us that wisdom. We need to be thankful to the Lord for answered prayer. Listen to Jesus, what Jesus says. In John 11, it says, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Now this was when Lazarus, remember when Lazarus' sisters called for Jesus and it took, it took him four days to, to get there and in the, in the interim... Lazarus had died. So Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Jesus is thanking the Father for answered prayer. But notice the attitude of Jesus. This, the next verse there says, And I know you always hear me, but because it's of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. See, Jesus was always, his reason for giving thanks was to glorify God. Was to glorify God. So when we're thankful for things, it brings God glory. It, it brings him glory. And then back to the, to the uh, verse that we started with here. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. Just to expound on that verse, we rest in the Lord because we have the peace of God as Christians. We can rest. The Lord wants us to enjoy that peace and let it take control of our emotions. And we can have peace even in difficulties because His peace is reigning in us. Let it rule in your hearts. Let it reign. Let it be sovereign. Let it take up residence. Let God's peace be part of who you are. You know, as Christians, we, we may understand that because we may have gone through prayer or difficult times and, we, and, and, in, and in our prayer time, in our meditation, we receive peace from the Lord. And even though it may not be the way that we would like it to, to come out, we still have peace. Because the peace of God is different than any other peace. Jesus said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, Neither let it be afraid. So the peace that we have from God is a peace that we can't get anywhere else. It calms our troubled hearts. It takes away our fear. These days, there's so many people lack peace. 
So many people are fearful of the future. And, and it affects the whole person. It affects your, your attitude. It affects your, your, your mindset. And sometimes it can even affect you physically. And it may, because there, we don't have a peace and that we're fearful, it could cause us to actually be less content with what God's given to us. How do I know that? And especially in these times that we're living in, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 tells us, but we know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. People just unthankful, ungrateful. People thinking only of themselves. You know, people being envious of others. These are the times that we're living in, but not as believers. We need to be set apart from that. We've been given all things pertaining to life and godliness in the, in the Scriptures. What else could we want? I want to read a, an article to you that I found. And you probably have heard this. I actually saw a report on the news this week how, how being thankful can keep you healthy. It says here, what if there was a solution to stress so simple, simple that it involved nothing more than feeling thankful for the good things in your life? In fact, there is. The solution is called gratitude. Studies have shown that people who regularly practice feeling thankful have a leg up when it comes to their health. Robert Emmons, a psychology professor, has been, leading, has been a leading researcher in this growing field. His research has found that those who adopt an attitude of gratitude as a permanent state of mind experience many health benefits. And some of those health benefits are they take better care of themselves physically and, and mentally. They engage in more protective health behaviors and maintenance. They get more regular exercise. They eat a healthier diet. They have improved mental alertness. They cope better with stress. They have stronger immune systems. See, I think what that shows us is that the Bible was always right. Because way be long before this research came out, the Bible was telling us to be thankful in all things. A couple of the ways that we can do that. Focus our attention outward. Focus our attention outward. Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. So this is how we put into practice this this attitude of gratitude, focusing our attention toward others. When we look outside ourselves, we become more grateful for what we have. When we think of others, our level of contentment goes up. 
Another way is to be mindful of what we have. You know, sometimes we just sort of go through life and not really think about all of the blessings. We accumulate a lot of stuff, but sometimes we don't really give it much thought. Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. You know, God knows what we need. He'll never forget us. You know, whatever we have, the Bible says, be content with it. Be content with it. There'll always be somebody who has more. So in order to sort of promote that attitude of gratitude, be mindful that what you have has been given to you by God and it's what He feels you need. And so we need to be content in those things. First Timothy 6, 6 and 7 says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Be content with what we have. And then another way that the, this researcher suggests, and I, what I did was I went through this article and I said, Wow, the, all those things are in the Bible. How awesome is this? And I don't think this was a Christian. It just happened to be I found verses that went along with these suggestions. The other thing is, he says, keep a gratitude journal. Keep a gratitude journal. I used to journal when I was first saved. I have a whole book full of journaling. I, I've gotten away from it over the years, but it's not a bad idea to go back and journal. Psalm 103 Verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Sometimes we forget. But the psalmist here is saying, let not do that. Maybe you need to jot those things down when they happen so you don't forget. Joshua chapter 4, verses 5 through 7 says, And Joshua said to them, Cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan, and each of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. Why? That this might be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, What do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them, that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it crossed over the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. I don't know. Whatever you guys need to do to make a stone of, I call them stones of remembrance. Maybe it's... a a little piece of paper that you put down, you put it in your wallet, and you take it out every once in a while, and it just reminds you of those times when God has been faithful and, and, and you're thankful for those things. Whatever those stones of remembrance can be to make it just something that becomes part of who you are all the time. And then one more suggestion, reframe situations as positive. In other words, don't look at things the same way, the same old way that you always did. You know, we look at, 
we put things in categories. We say, well, this is good and this is bad. This is good, this is bad. This is happening to me, I don't like this. This is happening to me, this is, I like this. You see, we, we tend to categorize. I don't remember, my old pastor used to say something like, let not what you say is bad be bad. We have to think a different way. We have to think a different way. Reframe our circumstances. Check this out. When Joseph in the Old Testament was sold into slavery by his brothers, I mean, he was really abused and he was left for dead. And then he was sold into slavery and then he was thrown into jail for something he didn't do. And so he had a, he had a rough life. But at the end of Genesis, he meets again with his family and those brothers who sold him, who left him for dead and abused him and hated him were in front of him. And what does Joseph say in Genesis 50, 20? But as, you, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about, as it is this day, to save many people alive. You see, Joseph had a different perspective on the whole, his whole life. You meant it for evil. God meant it for good. What's more important but what God means things for? God's perspective. See things through God's lens. Romans 8.28, something we should commit to memory. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to His purpose. All things work together for good. I think that's something that we should keep in our hearts. When we look at a situation and we say, this is bad, then we think of Romans 8.28 and we see... Oh, well, God may mean this for good for me. And I think, again, I'm trying to get out of this mindset that once a year we, we sort of make our list of, thank, of thanksgiving things and then we put it away and we kind of forget about it. I'm trying to get out of this mindset. I'm trying to get us to have a, in our normal everyday life, in our walk day by day, just to have an attitude of thankfulness and I think it's one of the most difficult things to do because we get into routines don't we and we kind of just go along with the routine and and we don't really think about things a lot now, I can think of it in the context of marriage you know to be married for we will be married for 37 years Claire and I and and you never want to get into a, sort of a routine where you forget how thankful you are for one another and I'm guilty as, as much as the next guy. We sometimes get caught up in our day-to-day -day routines and we forget to be thankful. Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Whatever you do. What do you do? Well, I'm retired. Give thanks. What do you do? Well, I 
commute into New York City every day. Give thanks. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. Giving thanks. No matter what we're engaged in. So now we have a totally different mindset. It doesn't have to be something good happening in our lives. It doesn't even be have to be something bad that we reframe as good. It can be just whatever we do. I'm taking out the garbage. Give thanks. <laughs> whatever we do. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a mistake that, God, that Paul uses those words. In whatever you do. And listen, we're getting, we're transitioning now from Thanksgiving. It's gone. It's done. Boom. Almost all the leftovers are, are done. Now we're transitioning into Christmas. You know, these seasonal things, Claire will tell you, they kind of get on my nerves. <laughs> I no, seriously, from the beginning, I said, you know what? I don't want to think of things in seasons like this. It, you know, at this time, we think of Jesus, you know? But anyway, that's my own problem. Pray for me. <laughs> so we're transitioning from Thanksgiving to Christmas. James 1.17 says, listen, we're thinking about gifts and all of that stuff, right? Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from Walmart. No. <laughs> it's from above. And comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or no shadow of turning. Listen, what it's saying here is God doesn't change. God doesn't change. He's giving you good gifts. He's giving you good things. You may not see them as good. They're good. He is good. And He does not change. And listen. He's given us a perfect gift, hasn't He? Isn't our salvation in faith in Jesus Christ perfect? Is there any more perfect gift than that? How, how thankful we need to be for what God's given us through His Son, Jesus. And not just once a year, and I think not just for ourselves either. I think, I think it's important that we give thanks for that perfect gift of Jesus so that others may receive that perfect gift. How much more do we want to spread that to others? I mean, do we want to hoard it for ourselves? It's a perfect gift. Let's give it. Let's give it to others. Let them see your attitude of gratitude. Let them wonder why in the midst of difficulties you can still be thankful. Let them ask you, what is it about you? You have a different perspective. You have a different way of looking at things. You have a different attitude. What is it? And you can tell them, I have received the perfect gift in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. You've been listening to To Every Generation. 
from Calvary Chapel Crossfield. We're located at 15 Half Acre Road in Jamesburg, New Jersey. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays, we have children's church for all ages in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.